Hi, I'm Tara Jefferson. And hey, I'm Dashika Street. And this is the Make Life Rich Podcast, where we help you master self-care to enrich your life and business. We're two entrepreneurs who learned the hard way that self-care should be the first order of business. And we're here to help you thrive whether you are new to entrepreneurship or been at it for a while. We learned the hard way, so you don't have to. Let's jump right in. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Make Life Rich podcast. Uh, I, we're here again. This is what our third episode our now. Our third episode. Third episode now. And uh, how about you tell me how was your week? Oh my goodness, my week was good. Mm. It was really good. Um, started off very, very restful. Got a very big surprise. Yes. Um, my husband, you guys may not know, but my husband has been gone or was gone for about six weeks working. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Those six weeks <laughs> tested every area of my patients. I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited. He kind of surprised us, you know, telling us that he was coming home a little bit earlier than expected. So it was such a relief. Um, and with just him coming home has been a major weight lifted. I've been able to work out. Mm-hmm. I've been to the gym every single day this week and he's gone with me, which has been a huge help. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's been really, oh, really good. That's so nice. I'm feeling good. I'm here. I'm ready to dive in. How was your week? My week was great. Like I was telling you earlier, I am a brand new member of the weighted blanket hive. Um, yes. so I got my first weighted blanket after hearing everybody else rave about it and talk about it and just, you know, I, I have horrible sleep quality. Like, mm-hmm horrible sleep quality. So I got my first weighted blanket last week. I've been sleeping with it almost every night now. And it's just like, uh, like melodies from heaven, girl. Like it you just, look good. Like you look. Good. I look rested. <laughs> finally, I wake up and I'm not dragging in the morning and mm-hmm. I'm not, um, I'm just, I'm just rested and it's like a new feeling for me. Um, so I highly recommend weighted blankets for those of you who have trouble sleeping or just need a little extra comfort. Cause it kind of feels like you're being hugged to sleep, mm-hmm. which is just like, Oh, like it's just amazing. And you don't get, um, you know, it's different than like having a partner or something like that. Yeah. It's just anytime, anytime you need a little hug, just put the blanket on and it just feels good. So that's my win of the week is that, is that weighty blanket. I'm and as love. we know, sleep is a major, major part of self-care mm-hmm. and being productive in business. So it's definitely something I want to check out. Yes. I'll be spreading the word. I'm like a new evangelist, <laughs> like weighted blankets for the win, for sure. Maybe it's something you can add to the show notes. Oh, I will. I will add it. <laughs> I will add the one that I bought that, that link to the show notes for sure. Yes. Awesome. And you can check it out. Yes. <laughs> So we can talk about, well, I could talk about weighted blankets all day, all night. Um, I'm a new super fan, but I wanted to come in here today so we could have a conversation about finances, right? Yes. So as entrepreneurs, that's why we got in the business is to make money, to make money. <laughs> and too many of us are stressed because we're not making any, <laughs> yes. like that's just kind of the, that's it. We're not making We're not either. We're not making any, or we're not making enough to to really, um, balance out like how many hours we're putting in. It's Mm -hmm. like the paycheck should be much higher or or just even the paycheck. (laughs) How many of us are actually paying ourselves? (laughs) Paycheck should be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 
I understand. It's definitely, um, and I think if we go back to the beginning, right, when mm-hmm. we all kind of started our business, and I wanted to have a conversation about this because I feel like, particularly with Black female entrepreneurs, we have an idea, and, and particularly in this culture where, you know, mm-hmm. you can do a website in a day, you can, you know, get somebody on Fiverr to do a logo. Like, it's really easy to, to start a business. And so I wanted to have this conversation about how we started our companies because I don't think we, there's a lot of conversation about like that startup stage and like, what do you do? How do you get money to start your business? So how much we're going to get down to numbers today. So Mm -hmm. how much Dashika did you start your business with? Zero. (laughs) (laughs) I started my business with a hope, honestly. Um, at that time, Yeah, at that time, I was in college. Mm -hmm. I was a single parent of two. I was paying college tuition plus private school tuition plus daycare. So, Um, so, yes, zero, (laughs) like negative funds. (laughs) Like Every dollar in my household was very much accounted for. But I Mm -hmm. knew I did do some studying. I did do some research. I knew there was a market for the products. I knew there was a need for my service. I knew that I was in the right place at the right time to Mm -hmm. provide the services that I was going to provide. But I I had no access to capital. I didn't even know that was a thing that people would give money for, you know, an idea. (laughs) So, yeah. What about you? So I actually I started um, my self-care subscription box because that's the one I'm going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, I started that one. I had five hundred dollars. And so it was kind of. I don't want to say impossible to start a subscription box with zero dollars, but I had to, um, you know, buy boxes and buy product and buy, um, you know, Facebook ads and all types of things to kind of get that business going and off the ground. And I really just like scraped up some money, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to get Chipotle this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's, here's $7 and I'm going to, you know, um, take a little bit of our, cause we got refund checks oh, back oh, then yeah. we got we got those those are no longer a thing <laughs> but I took a little bit of that money and mm-hmm. put that aside so I started with about five hundred dollars and like you I didn't know that I could get any type of you know funding or mm-hmm. if I could apply for grants or I I didn't know a lot of that so my business really like you started on a hope and a prayer absolutely <laughs> Just, I hope that this works and I pray that I can make some money at it, like a hope and a prayer for sure. Um, because it's definitely when you are starting a business from $0 or $500 or however much you have, um, and maybe there's some list people listening who started a business like $10,000, who knows? And that would be amazing. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, that would be great. Um, but I feel like, you know, when you're beginning, you may not even know like how much money you need and how much, um, to ask for. Like, there's just so many unknowns, I think when you're starting your business. Absolutely. Um, and that was definitely me. I didn't know, you know, in the very beginning stages, I was starting a marketing company. So there wasn't a whole lot of startup capital that I needed. Um, and a lot of the, the, what I was providing was very much Mm service-based. So my time was the product. Um, my expertise and things like that. But when it came to actual physical products and things like that, and even figuring out like my pricing structure mm-hmm. and being comfortable in that, there was so much room where, you know, for me to grow and really seek mentors. Mm-hmm. I had to do that. Um, but I did not know, like having 
no startup money, not even a need for it, but still having the need to be able to express pricing and be comfortable in that, to know what I needed to sustain the business, mm -hmm. you know, and then also to take care of myself and my family was, that was huge. Yeah, girl. So being able, being comfortable with numbers, I think, and being well-versed in what it takes to run a successful, profitable business is something yeah. that a lot of us, like we, and I, I think that's what I admire about so many of us is that we have an idea and we just want to go for it, right? We're like, this cannot wait. Yes. We, we are going to do this today. Now is the time. We're going to do this today. Like when I had the idea for um, the Bloom Beautifully box, I had the idea in December and I launched January 22nd. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a three week yeah. period where I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, this is what I I'm going to do. I believe in this idea. I want women to have self-care delivered to them. And so this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And did I have all those numbers figured out? No, no, <laughs> I, yeah. did, I did not. It took some trial and error to kind of figure out, okay, maybe I can't afford these top of the line, you know, boxes that cost mm -hmm. like $7 each. Maybe I need to get the boxes that cost you know, $2 each mm -hmm. so I can have some type of profit, right? Absolutely. So how long, um, into starting your business, how long into that was your first, like, Oh, I made a profit this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when I started my business, when I started Vine Works Marketing, mm -hmm. um, my passion and still is very much working with startups. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to provide them with resources on, you know, through marketing to, to make their businesses survive yeah. past that kind of five year death mark. And so I very quickly learned it. Well, it took me a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. It took me about a year to mm -hmm. a year and a half before I learned that that wasn't the most sustainable business model mm -hmm. and to figure out a way to optimize that category of clientele while creating a business structure that was sustainable and was able to be profitable and take care of my family. And so it took a lot of trial and error. It took a whole lot of losses before, you know, before I realized gains. But one day I really sat down and came up with, well, I looked at what the needs of my clients were. Mm -hmm. And so the needs would change from kind of month to month. And we had very much contractual relationships. So, so well, how can I make this work better for the client yeah. and then also work, you know, to sustain the business? And I took some time and really unpacked that and created kind of like a sliding scale for different services or different service levels, mm -hmm. which really worked out. So I'd say it was about a year and a half to like, you know, somewhere almost two years before I really turned a profit. Yeah. And it wasn't a giant profit. It was, <laughs> it was just, you yeah. know, it was a nice little number where I could say, Let, let's keep it real about yeah. that. And I think that's so important. Like I follow so many business owners and there is a lot of talk about like, oh, I just did this new photo shoot or, oh, I just did, you know, new packaging or new labels mm -hmm. or things like that. All these things that cost money. And it's so important to think about, OK, well, when are you making money? Because it is so right. easy to spend money. Yes, it like, is. Like, I am good for like, I need a new logo. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I need a new logo. This new, this logo that I got, it's not working. It's not, you know, helping me. I'm tired of <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. I need to do a photo shoot. We need, yeah. I need new product photos. And it's like, well, have you sold any? They're like, right. where's this money coming from? Um, and so when we're, you know, thinking about the business, we need to really think about, you know, making a profit. Um, and for me, 
I think I was probably around the same timeline as you. I think mm-hmm. it took me like with the box in particular, cause that was my first time. That was my first, I've been in business for myself for a long time. Um, next week it's actually going to be eight years. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Next week is eight years for me. Um, so I've been in business for a long time, but I was in prior to that, I was in, you know, I was a blogger, full-time blogger. Mm-hmm. So I would be selling, you know, sponsored posts and things like that. Yeah. And I could easily, you know, make a profit there. But this was my, the box was my first, um, attempt at physical products where mm-hmm. I had like actual inventory and I had to figure out like forecasting of how much to buy and, all of that. So it took me, you know, I said I I launched in January. So it probably took me until January of that (laughs) following year to be like, okay, (laughs) this ain't working. Yeah. This, this ain't working. So what do I need to do? And so that's when I really was like looking at my margins and yeah. looking at, okay, if I'm, you know, taking away like $5 a box, I have to sell yeah. <laughs> like a thousand boxes, and, you know, and I don't have the the labor, you know, for all of that. So I had to really sit down, look at the numbers, look at the margins, look at, you know, my sales goals and come up with, like you said, how can I structure this business to where I am not like losing money? Yeah. Cause that's the, cause if you're in business and you're losing money, like really it's just an expensive hobby. Absolutely. And I think we naturally as entrepreneurs, we go into business with that understanding, you know, I'm going to lose a little money up Mm -hmm. front, or this is an investment. It'll grow from here after a while, you know, it'll catch on and it'll be kind of like that hockey stick, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll be down here for a while and then it'll just take off (laughs) It'll take off. And we have that mindset, but in order, and and that can happen, but in order for that to happen, we have to go into it knowing, yes, it is an investment. It's going to take a little bit of time for that idea to catch on, but we have to be very aggressive and strategic yeah. with ourselves on how we're thinking towards developing that profit, you know, uh, being strate- strategic when it comes to our margins mm-hmm. and where we can optimize, you know, certain things, how not to jump into a logo change right away, having <laughs> patience with certain, certain things. It's kind of like chemistry, you know, mm, yeah. a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a whole lot of patience, mm-hmm. a whole lot of strategy and knowing that if you want to do a logo change a little bit later, justify that, like have the sales to justify it. Or if you want to, you know, add on, even I I know one thing that's very common is adding additional products. (laughs) We get product happy, like, you know, yeah. Oh, I can do this and now I can do that. And all those things are oftentimes great, but sometimes it should be rolled out as like a phase two or phase Mm -hmm. three. And some of the wisest business people have like, you know, five or 10 year plans for rollouts of certain things. And so being very strategic and knowing that when we're starting these businesses, we have kind of a long-term goal Mm -hmm. naturally. So keeping that in mind to have long-term strategic projections and rollouts is helpful too. Yeah. I definitely think that we have to be, um, realistic. I know how you said like any minute, you know, any day now I can have that, you know, sale and it's going to project me into yeah. the, you know, the, the realm of millionaires. <laughs> and what's more likely to happen is that we get like serious about the numbers and we mm-hmm. look at it and we make small incremental changes that kind of get us to where we want to go. Um, and one thing that I've been doing is I've really been challenging myself and my mindset because Mm -hmm. some of us go into this, um, into business where we are, 
simultaneously like scared of failure and scared of success at the same time. Right. Yeah. So we are, you know, maybe not putting ourselves out there or in a position where we could really succeed because we don't know what comes next. Right. Right. We don't, we don't know what happens after you make, you know, $5,000 a month. What does it feel like to make $10,000 a right. month? What does it feel like to make $20,000 a month? Mm-hmm. We don't know. And that's really scary. We don't know if we can keep it going. So really having to tackle one, that kind of financial mindset shift where we're open to that growth and open to what comes next, even if we haven't necessarily experienced it yet. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's where I had to do a lot of work was with that financial mindset shift. Yeah. I think, um, I recently blogged about that. Um, having the kind of, this is enough mentality Mm -hmm. is what I called it, where Mm -hmm. you might be (laughs) earning more than you ever did before in your business. And you're like, kind of have that I've arrived feeling, you know, and things are going good and things are steady and my clients are happy and my products are rolling out, you know, moving out the door and things are good, but not being comfortable enough to kind of test the waters. Um, and then also one of the things that I personally struggled with was pricing, Mm. like, being comfortable in those numbers, you know, saying this is the cost of this. We talked about it. I think last episode where sometimes I was just giving a discount before even being asked, you know, and I had to really sit down and and go through. My husband was a major help when it came to this, um, really going through my pricing and creating firm numbers Mm -hmm. and sticking to them, even in times where I was intimidated or where things were not, you know, kind of going as planned or, you know, clients were slow to pay or things weren't new clients weren't coming on board and it's like, man, I really need some extra money to keep this thing going or to pay the office rent or, you know, whatever a client calls and I'm tempted to give like a discount because I know I can't afford or in my mind, at least I can't afford for them to turn this opportunity down. And I found that when I'm very firm on the number, Mm -hmm. they pay, Yeah, you know, they're like, okay. And if they don't, if they're not comfortable with that, either they're not ready for the services that I'm going to provide or they're just not my customer. And mm-hmm. I have to be okay with that too. Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot of knowing that too, and being very, very comfortable in, in your pricing and how you're rolling that out too, so that your business can grow and sustain you and your family. Yes. <laughs> Cause that's, that's what we're that's all trying goal. to do. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, and in pricing, my biggest thing was that I had to learn how to like take care of myself. Right. Like I could sit down with all the numbers, uh, particularly with like events that I do. Mm-hmm. Right. I would price my events low to be affordable. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it would cover, you know, it would cover everything. I wasn't in the red. Um, it right. would cover the cost of the venue, it would cover the food, it would cover, you know, decor or whatever it is mm-hmm. that I, I needed handouts, etc. But I would give myself like the, the short end of the stick, um, because I wasn't also doing a line item for profit, right? right. Like for me, for my time and expertise mm-hmm. and the things, the the time that I've invested um, to be able to give people this experience, like sure. I should get paid for that. Um, and so I would be coming away from these events like, okay, well, I didn't lose any money, but I also didn't really make any money. Mm-hmm. And I have to say too, like, this is how, you know, like you have to really be um, open and aware of these things. Um, when I did the, um, self-care retreat, I want to say 2017, uh, first year we were in new Orleans and at the end of it, 
the ladies, like maybe three or four of the ladies who were attending came up to me and they said, you know, they, they like pulled me aside, like very like sister girlfriend way. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you should charge more. And I was like, excuse, like, excuse me. (laughs) They were like, you should charge more. Like, this is such an amazing experience. We want to make sure that you're getting paid. Like you are getting what you deserve out of this. And that, and I think, you know, everybody's not going to have clients that be like, you should charge more (laughs) for for this, whatever product I'm about to buy. Mm -hmm. But, um, that really spoke to me and I, I listened. (laughs) So the next year, so the next year, the retreat, it was more, it cost a little bit more, um, because I had that profit and I did not, no matter what was happening, if other things were going over, I did not mess with that with that profit right. um because otherwise i'd be like oh you know previous years i would have said something like oh well, we're over budget on food so let me take some money from my profit no yeah my profit bucket is my profit bucket that's it and that's where it stays and so i definitely think that you know being able to um advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Right. Like being able to say, this is how much I deserve, whether you break that down by hour, by project, by, you know, cost per item that you create, this is how much I need to make this business worth it. Right. Definitely. There were, um, speaking to that point, there were times in my business where I would want to do something major and and need to do something (laughs) major, like buy a new car, for example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my car could have been, and it was like my goal for my last car was it is going to just collapse (laughs) before I buy a new car. And so it was time for me to buy a new car. And I said, well, you know, I'd saved and I was ready to make that purchase. But I'm like, what is that going to look like to my clients? Like I felt actual Mm. guilt about doing things like that for myself. Wow. Like, are they going to think that I'm just like flurfing off and spending their money on frivolous things for myself? Like I actually, I don't know if anybody else has ever struggled with that. I actually faced that same kind of thought process when it came to me moving into my office space. Mm -hmm. What does this mean? And how is this going to be perceived? Is this going to be well received? And I don't know if that's a consideration that other entrepreneurs have. But if it is, I really had to come to a moment and say, well, this is the point of business. You yeah. know? And it's, it's, it's really interesting. I, I feel like it is a, I liken it to kind of imposter syndrome, mm, but on yeah. maybe the opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. where it's, I am doing this. I am earning money. You know, I'm turning a profit now. I'm serving my clients. Well, they are happy. Yeah. I am able to buy myself a new car or move, you know, out of my living room into an actual <laughs> office. Like these are all great things. And if I am going to be servicing, especially on the marketing end of things, servicing my clients in a way where I'm advising them on their business and how to make strategic moves so that they can achieve the goals that they want to achieve. I should also be an example of that and be comfortable being in that space. So I think it touched on being comfortable with like that next level, being comfortable in where you are just in business and being comfortable kind of being that example and earning the money and doing the things that you set out to do in business. Yeah. And keeping that just top of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a good spot to take a break Mm -hmm. and then we'll be right back. 
Awesome. Hey listeners, it's Tara here. If you're looking for a community to help you grow and implement some of the tips we share in this podcast, I'd like to invite you to join us in the self-care suite. It's a multicultural community for women that gives you daily prompts and tips on living with less stress and more joy. There's power in numbers and keeping self-care top of mind is easier with the whole squad behind you. Click the link in the show notes to join us in this free group and get ready to level up. Hey, it's Dashika. If you're looking for a more in-depth conversation on how you can grow your business, tips on increasing your bottom line, and inspiration through the success stories of other Black women in business, Black and Brilliant Entrepreneur Magazine is for you. It's the online mag for Black women looking to take their businesses to new heights. Click the link in the show notes, hit subscribe, and join our community of women just like you. And now we're back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Um, So we just talked about, you know, kind of like the mindset shifts and, you know, really focusing on profit and all of these things. So we wanted to kind of end this episode with some more tips for those entrepreneurs. And I feel like it's every entrepreneur, (laughs) like every (laughs) entrepreneur who's listening to this, you know, you're dealing at some point, you're going to deal with these financial issues, whether you, you know, you're scared to make more money or scared to change your pricing, scared to really put yourself in your, your um, budget for things. So we just wanted to end this episode with some lessons that we've learned, things that we've learned that really has helped us to get to that space where we're like, okay, we're ready. Like, let's, let's do this. This is the whole point of business <laughs> is to make money. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so we, the one thing that I, we wanted to talk about, you kind of already, um, hit on was focusing on your value. Yes, absolutely. So when you, I feel like that's like step one for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, you know, you get the idea, you take it to market, you find your, your audience and all that stuff, but really knowing your value and holding true to that so that when people are asking for things like discounts, you know, the value of your product, you know what it is you bring to the table. When you are dealing with imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. you're able to kind of re-coach yourself because you don't always have someone there with you and say, well, you know what? I am great at this. You know, I am awesome at this thing that I do and kind of pulling yourself out of those dark places sometimes. But most importantly, really being able to express why your product is priced the way it is, Mm -hmm. why your product is highly sought after, why someone should go with your product over somebody else's, just really knowing, understanding your value and being able to effectively communicate that to everyone that you interact with. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really had to do, and we're going to have a whole other, um, episode about imposter syndrome because Mm -hmm. that beast is like, it pops up when you least expect it. And that popped up for me this year, strangely enough, um, right before the retreat, Mm -hmm. which is like crazy because it's my fourth one. Like I've done it. It's sold out. Like just made no sense. But when I was really dealing with that imposter syndrome, I had to tell myself like how, can I be suffering from imposter syndrome when I created this? Right. Like I made all of this up. (laughs) Like I decided (laughs) it's going to be three days. I decided it's going to be four days. I decided it's going to be this many women in this location and all like I created all this. Who is going to tell me that it's wrong? Right. Like who, who is going to tell me that, that it's wrong. (laughs) Um, and so really you have to look at, you know, what you've accomplished and what the hours that you've put into your business. Right. Because if you really sit down and you think about how many hours you put into your business over the course of a year, six months. However, mm-hmm. I mean, you are the expert here. Like you have put in the time. If you've been reading the books, going right. to networking events, um, really learning your craft and, and mm-hmm. looking at your competitors and seeing how you can, um, differentiate 
you are the expert here. So you have to learn how to kind of sit in that and to feel like, okay, I, I can charge, you know, $200 an hour because yeah. I've done all this work. So my clients don't have to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Another one we wanted to touch on was keep learning. Mm -hmm. And you kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, but really like for myself, I'm always at events. I'm always yeah, going to are. conferences. <laughs> I am. I I'm always at conferences and workshops and things like that. Most of the time, the stuff immediately impacts what I'm mm -hmm. doing and yeah. it's relative to my industry. And that's how we met. Yeah, that is how we met. <laughs> that's how we, met. <laughs> we met at a networking event. We did. And you stood up to say that you were working on a uh, an event coming mm -hmm. up. And I was, and you also had a marketing business. Yeah. And I said, I do self care. I need marketing help. Yeah. <laughs> and that was so, I have to say, that was so unlike me to like approach somebody yeah. um, at an event and be like, can you help me? Because <laughs> I was really struggling at that point. So when yeah. you go to events and you show up as you, mm -hmm. like it makes an immediate impact on Absolutely. your business. Absolutely. And I just, so I was at a conference last week and um, there was this, this session in it, which was so impactful. And we'll, this will probably be a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, but the session was intentional. Now, networking mm. where, you know, like we that. go into these rooms and I, I consider myself to be a very social person and, you know, there's low barriers to entry and things like that. But when it comes to networking, I get frustrated with the, so what do you do? Yeah. How long have you been in business? You know, yeah. and I want to really engage with people and I want to share unapologetically want to share what I do yeah. and you know, why I'm great and whatever. And I, you know, honestly want to learn that about others. But this networking session was so different mm -hmm. because it was about having a moment. It was time. So everyone had a moment to say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is why I'm great. And this, you need to connect me with people in your network that can help me take my business or my goals to the next level. Yeah. And it went around the room. And at the end, everybody had contacts. Everybody had somebody else they did not know or an email address or a phone Same. number or a promise to connect. And so I thought that that was very interesting and very, very important to the growth of our businesses, mm -hmm. to our bottom line, definitely our finances. So when you're going to workshops and learning events and, you know, continue, continue to education events and things like that, be intentional when doing it. Remember what your goals are. Yeah. Remember whatever is on your vision board or what you mm -hmm. want to accomplish that year and be very, very strategic in how you approach people and what you share and how you share with them, how they can help you reach those goals. Yeah. And I think also kind of piggybacking off of that, but it's kind of separate. Um, I've had to learn, right. That like networking used to scare me, mm -hmm. right. Cause I'm a very, I'm an introvert. Like I can't do large groups of people for very long. Like it just drains mm -hmm. my battery completely. Um, but really what I had to learn is that everything is um you can everything is figure outable right yeah everything you can figure out anything so i had to learn okay i'm kind of you know nervous with networking so how do mm -hmm. i do this better and just look up you know ways to do it better mm -hmm. um if i'm nervous about you know budgeting i don't think i'm doing it right i can look it up like yeah. we live in a world now like with my children my son will tell me something and i'll be like how did you know that like y'all learn that in school and he's like no youtube and I'm like, yeah. so YouTube like teaches it. Like you can go on YouTube and learn anything. You yeah. can you can go on YouTube, learn how to thread your own eyebrows. You can go <laughs> learn how to you know code. You can yeah. learn how to edit. You can learn how to do anything. Cook that next bomb meal. Yeah, anything, anything. Yeah. And that I feel like it's 
this is like the perfect time to be an entrepreneur because if you was an entrepreneur like in the 1940s (laughs) or like the the 1900s or something there ain't no libraries (laughs) like there's there's no information like you were literally like inventing the wheel back then and now it's like okay i need to learn you know how to change the theme on my website i can do that i can click follow some instructions, learn how to, you know, set up PayPal on my website. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, everything I think is, you know, at the the click of your mouse. It is. Yeah, it is. It's all at your disposal. So it is, it's a fantastic time Mm -hmm. to be an entrepreneur. Um, the other thing, and this is huge talking about everything being figure outable and what you can't find on YouTube, mm-hmm. collaborate, mm-hmm. collaborate. And, and like Issa Rae, she says yeah. network across, not up. I think a lot of times when we think of like collaboration or aspirations for our businesses or our goals, we look at the people that are way up here that have already mm-hmm. done X, Y, Z and they're brilliant in their own right and all that. But who are the people in your network? Yeah. Who are the people in your sister circle? Who are the people in yeah, their sister you. circle mm-hmm. that can help you get to where you want to go? When I started Black and Brilliant Entrepreneur Magazine, yes. I had, I knew it was a task that I could not take on by myself. Oh, yeah. There was absolutely no way. My background is in marketing. I have <laughs> some background in communications, but I knew this was something I wanted to bring to market. Mm-hmm. And I needed to find some people, to you know, you, yeah. some people that could really help me do that. And I reached across a lot and I continue to do that. And these women have poured so much into the magazine, into me, developed me as a writer, as a you know, journalist, a publisher, whatever, because I was able to network across and really to be vulnerable enough to say, I don't, you know, in that way, I didn't have everything figured out, but I know you have expertise and, you know, this person does and that person does. Can you help me figure this stuff out and set me on my way? So networking is huge. Um, collaboration is huge. Yeah. And then just kind of rolling your sleeves up and figuring it out. Yeah. And our biggest example, I think of networking across this year Mm -hmm. is when we started what our money mastermind in February. Um, so our money mastermind was me, Dashika and four other women, Mm -hmm. um, who live kind of in the same area. And once a month we got together and we're all kind of in different, um, fields somewhat like we're all kind of related a little bit of little crossover little crossover but we're all kind of in separate things um doing our own thing and so once a month we would all get together and it might be at somebody's house it Mm -hmm. might be at the sheikah's office it might be you know at the library and we would meet together for about two hours or so and really hash out like our goals for the month do a brainstorming session where everybody got the chance to share what's on their agenda Mm -hmm. um, for the coming year and we would give each other resources and tips and tools and as a result like we haven't we we started in february we haven't really met i think since august right but we haven't met since august because our businesses have been booming so much that we cannot find time you know to get together Mm -hmm. because you know two of us um in the mastermind group went in on like a physical joint venture project together and have their own um brick and mortar space yeah Yeah, they have their own thing um another one just did like this three-day um presentation at this huge conference conference. i'm killing it i will say that yes killing it got the new new issue of uh, (laughs) babe magazine and like I can definitely point to like the beginning of the year yeah. and say my business really took off because those women challenged me to level up and yeah. they challenged me to say, okay, 
what is it that you want to happen, you know, New Year's Day or you want what you want to see New Year's Day 2019. Like that right. was that was the goal of our mastermind. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, just having that accountability, having that that network to kind of lean on. Mm-hmm helped all of us tremendously. Oh yeah. And just having people around you that helps you to think bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy, especially as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, it's easy to kind of be in your own bubble and set these goals and have these goals. But then when you have a network of others around you and you can see and hear their goals and see how they're working towards them, it inspires you to think bigger, Mm -hmm. to think outside of what you're doing, to offer, Oh, you're doing that. I can help you with that. Oh, can you help me with this thing over here? I know somebody that will be a great connection for you. It just opens up this whole new realm that perhaps you would not have been able to tap into mm-hmm. prior to. So that has been huge. Yeah. Definitely a major part of my business glow up this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's <laughs> yeah. I, I really had that business glow up. Um, and I want to say quickly that in order for that collaboration and networking to work, like you have to be okay with being vulnerable okay. and being vocal about what you don't know mm-hmm. and what you need help with. Because I think a lot of times, because I'm a self-care coach, so I mm-hmm. this is like what I do for women. A lot of times women have issues saying I need help. And that goes double with business, right? Because it's like, well, I started this. Like I should know what I'm doing. And it's really like nobody knows what they're doing. Like Oprah had a successful TV show for 25 years and went to start own and she's like I don't know how to do this I have no (laughs) idea I don't know how to do this so nobody really knows what they're Mm -hmm. doing and Oprah had millions at her at her disposal and own still struggled for a couple years as she tried to figure that out yeah so I think it's really important to know like you need help and to be vulnerable with that um because we're all again we're all in this together absolutely and we've made these things up so it's not like there's a recipe Mm -hmm. it's not like there's a written rule book or playbook on how you should do this or how to strategize to take your business to where you want to go. That was one of the major things with the magazine is realizing that there were so many areas when I started my business, so many things that I just did not know. I didn't know that I could get, you know, I didn't know where access to capital was. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know, you know, who to go to for support or anything like that. So I had all these kind of empty buckets when I started. And as I, you know, continued along my entrepreneurial journey, I was able to fill those But I wanted to kind of create a place where women could go and read up and do the figure outable, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what are these things that are available to me, you know, as I grow my business. And that's, that's a major, major driver that, I mean, that's the whole platform of the magazine is to help women figure that stuff out, learn how to network across, get the information on finances Mm -hmm. and capital and things like that. So it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Just what are you doing yeah. with that, you with that vulnerability? And that's why I think everybody who's listening to this podcast should be, to be a subscriber <laughs> to <laughs> official Bay magazine. Um, because again, like all of the things that we're talking about here, mm-hmm. you can get, you know, even more in depth, um, information about things that you may not even realize like, Oh, I need to consider this before I do this. Like you may Absolutely. not even know. So yeah, I, I highly recommend that everybody go and, um, subscribe to the magazine because it'll be in the show notes every episode. So, you know, there's really no excuse to not do it. Just just click it. Um, So before we wrap up, I just had two quick um, 
book recommendations yes. because and we, we love to read. Yes. So we, and I, I love a good book that really helps me um, see things in a different light or become more, more comfortable and well-versed in a subject. Mm-hmm. So the first book that I have um, here, I actually got, oh my goodness. I don't even know when this was, um, when it was, 2013. Okay, so not too bad. And it's also, you can see here, got my autograph copy. I see you. (laughs) My autograph copy, yes. Um, But Patrice Washington, she has um, a number of books. She's like America's Money Maven or something. Yeah. Um, Wisdom and Wealth Money Maven. Um, So this book is Real Money Answers for Every Woman, How to Win the Money Game with or Without a Man, which I was like, okay, like you got me at the title. (laughs) Um, But basically, it's just a really broad look at your whole financial situation. And I feel like sometimes as entrepreneurs, we might be uncomfortable with the business aspect of it or with the financial aspect of our business, because we haven't quite yet mastered our own personal finances. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So we're kind of like doing that simultaneously. And I've been reading um, this book for the past few weeks now. And it's like, okay, girl, like where are your tax returns? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are are all of these things not together? Like it's really been helping me get my financial life in order because it's really easy to just keep going and just, you know, you're doing what you have to do. um, But it's not necessarily, you know, what's most beneficial for you. So this is my first (laughs) recommendation. I have read this one um, and highly recommend it. But my second one, I haven't, I've only read, you know, maybe the first chapter or so, but it came highly recommended from a friend, a business friend that I truly recommend or recommend follow, adore her. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Stacey Ferguson. She does the Blogalicious conference and like a host of other things. She's a former lawyer turned full-time blogger. She's amazing. And she recommended this book. And I think everybody can relate. It's called, but are you making money? (laughs) (laughs) So you're doing all these cool things, but the book title asks you, but are you making money? Right. Um, and the author is uh, Marley Major. And you can go on Amazon and check that book out. And even if you just read like the little look inside preview <laughs> that it gives you, you'll see that you need this book in your life because um, Marley is a celebrity party planner. And she talks about how she, oh, I threw this party for Will Smith. I threw this party for, you know, Queen Latifah, whoever. And she was bragging at dinner and her dad said, okay, but. Are, are you, you making, making money? money? <laughs> and she was like, no, <laughs> that was a whole lot of I'm fun. Not. So she wrote this book to kind of help entrepreneurs get really focused on money-making activities so that we can say, yes, we're doing all these cool and amazing things in our business, but we are also what making money. Right. Um, so those are the two books, one to kind of help more of your personal finances. And the second one is to kind of help your business finances, because I find that, you know, one doesn't really work without the other. You got to kind of have both working together yeah so i think you got anything else to add i think we were right at the end of this episode i think i just like to add one tip Mm -hmm. um one final thought is don't define your success by your bank account yeah you know um really really look for you know especially in entrepreneurship of course the goal is to make money Mm -hmm. um and to sustain yourself and all the luxuries you'd like to have in life but I try to define my success as personal fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You know, am I happy doing the things that I'm doing? Am I enjoying what I'm doing? And am I making money at what I'm doing? Um, But the bank account fluctuates. So having that core really allows you to kind of hone in on what's true Mm -hmm. to you 
and to remain confident and empowered throughout the process of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I'd like to add <laughs> real quick before we go um, that you really have to, and this will probably come up again during our imposter syndrome episode, mm -hmm. but you really have to make it a point to affirm yourself, especially when you're like kind of, you feel like you're drowning because you don't know what to do. You're bleeding mm -hmm. money, all of this stuff. And you might even wonder to yourself, like, why am I even doing this business? Like it's costing me money. I'm stressed out all mm -hmm. the time. And you might need a, re a reminder of your why. And so what I do is every time I have a um, email folder and I have a, um, like an actual, um, like jar that I have at home. And every time I get like an email from a customer who's like, Oh my God, like I needed this box. I'm so thankful. I came to your event. Um, the retreat was amazing. Whatever it is, I kind of take that keep it in a special folder. If I have like people have sent me cards, like different mm -hmm. vendors um, who've been in the box, so I kind of keep that in a box. And if I'm feeling I'm having one of those days where it's like, okay, yeah. I don't want to do this today. <laughs> I don't do this today. I don't want to do this tomorrow. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I do go back to those places and just remember, okay, you're not a failure. You know, like you're just yeah. having a rough day. You're having a rough <laughs> moment, but people are getting value out of what you do and, and what you produce. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. that's my last little tip for everybody. Um, and I guess that wraps up this episode of Make Life Rich. Um, we'd like to hear from you all about how you handle the ups and downs of your life in business and everything. So you can use the hashtag Make Life Rich and we'll be online on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, just to kind of have a conversation with you about it. So talk to you later. Make Life Rich. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Make Life Rich podcast, recorded live at Really Goody Studios in the old number three firehouse. Follow us online and on Instagram for behind the scenes content. Until next time, make life rich.